Hello, Dusty. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Requiem for a Tuesday. It's your boy here, the man with the plan, the hostess with the mostess, the derriere with the perrier, Adam Pecora, kicking it, feeling good, feeling like Tuesday. That's right. Oh my God, he said it. Yep. It's just like in uh, the Blues Brothers. Remember that scene when they're like, we're the Blues Brothers. Great, great moment. <laughs> um, you know, I'll do my usual shtick here. Rfat.bigcartel.com. Go get some merch. Uh, or don't. You probably won't. That's fine. I don't mind. But it's there. Good RFAT stuff. Good Microwave Minute stuff. Go watch that show. Uh, I got music out in m- multiple uh, for- multiple styles. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's all there. Link in, link in the description, wherever you're listening. They're all provided for you. Isn't that nice? I think I say that every time now. But isn't it nice? I think it's pretty nice. <laughs> it's it's Christmas. I'm giving. Giving access. I don't know. What are we even talking about here? You know, it's, it's kind of touch and go. I feel like I've been planning a lot of these out a lot. And, you know, I figured, fuck it. Right? Let's just wing it. We're hanging out. <laughs> the year's almost over. Um, the government still doesn't care about us. Who knew, right? Yeah, it's fun. Glad, uh, glad everybody gets to argue on TV while everybody else still doesn't get any money. We're really, uh, we're really fighting the good fight out there. You know, speaking of, oh, I don't know, false, (laughs) I don't know, false safety hood. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but I saw the wildest thing today. It was like in woke language. So it was like, please normalize STDs. They're common. Most people will get them. Let's not stigmatize it. It's like, no, let's stigmatize it, please. I get it. You don't want people, you know, sometimes it's an accident. A lot of times, you know, maybe you shouldn't have been fucking right there, right then with them. You know what I mean? Like, put some thought into it. I don't know. Like, if I cut my fucking finger in the meat slicer, is it like normalize dumb fucks? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like chill on that let's not normalize it and but i I mean granted i think the secondary message was like let's educate people it's like yeah that's been true and people have been making that argument it's like glad you're caught up to the sex ed movement um but let's not normalize that okay you can like you want to be nice so bad it's like i'd rather not have herpes thank you 
Got a good streak of not. And uh, I got to tell you, pretty nice. You know? And I will say, too, as, I mean, I don't know that whole scene, (laughs) but as a guy with a skin thing, you know, uh, my psoriasis flares up every now. Things that flare up, not fun when they flare up, you know? It's just like, why do you want to be that? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like not everything is a positive thing. Some things are actually bad. It's fine. Things can be bad sometimes. You know? Crazy. Well, cause I, you know what I mean? I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Do people even think? In what scenario is that like, you know what? What a good message. Powerful. I want to donate. How do we keep herpes on the map? You know what I mean? It's like, no. I'm sorry, but you're out. I don't, I'm not interested. It is a deal breaker, and it's going to remain one. You know, all the other ones, too. But, I mean, the curables, I get that. You know, whatever. Take a couple pills. Sometimes that could be worth it. I, I could see that. You know what I mean? There's two sides to every coin. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, I know a couple people. You know, apparently it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I just wanted to explore both sides of that for a second. You know, so I, I could see it, but uh, no, don't do it. Whew. Got a little heated there. I don't even really know what happened. And that's what I love about doing this show, because my thing is pretty much I'm not going to go back and listen to it. If I was able to keep talking the whole time. (laughs) Uh, It's basically like, did I leave too many gaps? Was it clear that I couldn't string thoughts together? Other than that, it's like, let's just roll this train. I'll maybe listen to it in the morning if I'm like, eh, that might have been a little weak. You know, it's just a little inside baseball. This is what happens when I do the, the free flow. You know what I mean? We just get... Loosey goosey with everything. It's my little fireside chats. We've uh, certainly come a long way from that, haven't we? Ha 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 ha. Oh boy, I don't know what I'm doing. But does anybody? Does anybody ever really know? Sometimes, you know, you just fall ass backwards right into it. You know, you hear a story about some guy, he's driving his fucking 1993 Dodge Neon due west across the heartlands of America, the grains shimmering in our glorious sunlight. It may storm, it may not, but the flatness presses on seemingly forever, and he approaches a crossroads after many an hour of strong-smelling cow manure and not sure if he is stuck in a gif of the same stalks of corn a la 
Hanna-Barbera classic background animation. And he approaches that crossroads eager to finally make a turn and go in another direction. He's supposed to go left. He makes a right. You know, he's been disoriented for hours. And the last time you speak to anybody, it's at a gas station fucking 350 miles back. You get yourself a Powerade and a thing of combos. You don't even really like combos that much, but you always think maybe this flavor will be better. It just seems like this is a good product. Everybody seems to like them so much, right? They have to be pretty good. It's like, I like pizza. I like cheeseburgers. I like pretzels. Why don't I like it? You know what I mean? So then you kind of half listen to the directions, even though you tell yourself you're really going to pay attention, and then you focus so hard on trying to pay attention that you don't even fucking know what he really says, but you don't want to ask him to repeat himself because you're just passing through, and it's kind of rude. He must hear it. Like, people try to ask for directions all the time, and it must be a really daunting thing, and it's just like, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. And then you're like, fuck, I guess I'll just go right. That seems good. And he presses on that gas pedal. And goes many a mile in the wrong direction. Uh, And then, you know, he slowly realizes, this can't be right. I was told I'd pass through this town, this town. I was looking for this one 30 minutes after the junction. You know, was looking forward to some Culver's. Nothing hits the spot like a custard milkshake on a hot summer day when you're driving through the middle of no fuck. So he pulls into a local diner, you know? Fuck it. I gotta figure this shit out. I'm hungry. Let's just let's just do this now. Clearly we've gone too far. The guy goes inside, falls in love, meets a woman, happenstance. La di da di da. He moves to Topeka, Kansas. Whoever would have guessed he always had aspirations of moving into the city, wherever that may be. You know, at first he's thinking. Oh, we'll just go right into St. Louis. That's kind of where I'm from, close enough. You know, I can still maintain local relationships. We all think that. Or maybe I'll get out there, you know, I'll end up in Philly because New York, I can't really afford it. And it's like, I'll make the, I I tell myself I'll make the trip every weekend, but it's like, you realize just two hours is too much. And you end up going like once every three months and it's just like never really what you wanted. You know, there's just not enough time in the day and a half you're able to actually spend there to see anything. And it's like, okay, great. And then, boom, you know, he has a kid in the NFL and you hear this whole story on a CVS Sunday. And you just keep getting reminded, oh, I'm not allowed to fucking go outside. Everybody meets everybody at a restaurant or a bar, so it seems. Yet, we're not allowed to go. Yet, we're also about to run out of all funding and rent things. Oh well, fuck you. You can't go to work. Even though there's no evidence behind restaurants really causing that much of a problem. You know? Let me get a fucking stack of pancakes is all I'm saying. It's a travesty. You can't have both. Can't have both. Give me cash. I'll stay home. That's fine. We can can negotiate a deal there. Outside of that, we we may run into some roadblocks. Ladies and gentlemen. 
Oh, we're running out of time. Oh, just stop on a dime. Oh, it's a motherfucking crime. Yeah, you like those jams? That's uh, acapella blues straight from the soul right there. That's uh, (laughs) the working man's song. You know, it's still in the demo phases. We'll get there. Look, I don't know how else to say it, okay? Um, The biggest thing on my mind, frankly, other than how bad that Lions loss really looks right now, um, you know, maybe we'll get to that later. I don't know. Um, Look, I'm just going to have to say it. I think that I have made a discovery about myself. Now, I can't say for certain. This may be premature. Uh, I can't rule that out as a possibility, of course. Um, But, you know, I've always kind of felt that the traditional action movie is just not really for me. Um, Two, like, predictable plot. They're all the same movie. A lot of them have a lot of the same guys, you know, and that doesn't help, right? You know, like, I like Die Hard. It's all fine and good. Don't get it. You know what I mean? It was a moment in time, and that moment in time has passed. Uh, I like the Justin Long one, though. You know, you can never go wrong with Justin Long, as they love to say in Hollywood. Um, but, you know, just not for me. I will say that, like, you know, quality stuff there. Still haven't seen Vengeance, which I hear is a lot of people's Dark Horse favorite, so I'm interested, you know. Never going to turn down a nice Samuel L. anything, really. I was going to say villain performance, but then I realized, like, oh, are there even that many? And it's like, does it even matter? Show me some Samuel L. You know, I'm still kind of interested in watching Black Snake Moan. But I won't, probably. Who knows, though? Watch Magic Mike last night. Um, You know, it's just like Soderbergh is so good that it elevates what is clearly a pretty undeveloped script. Now, this is not what I was trying to get into, but it's like it was fine. You know what I mean? We get it. Channing Tatum's hot and can dance. It's like how much of that was a movie? I don't really know. It's like they kind of cropped out a movie and put like most of a movie. But, you know, it's good. He he knows how to pace. You know, anyway, um, the action stuff. So, you know what I mean? And it's like Terminator, don't like it. Terminator 2, obviously unheralded, you know, maybe still probably the greatest sequel of all time. Who knows? That's a tough one, though. But, like, you know, that's really the only good movie in the entire series. And then... Schwarzenegger, it's like, I don't know. How many, like, good Schwarzenegger movies are there? Where, like, he's also good in it, too. That's that's an even harder one, so I won't even really add that part. But I don't know. I just feel like either I haven't seen that many or I'm just not that into it. You know what I mean? Like, Kindergarten Cop, not really a fan. I do kind of like Jingle All the Way. You know, that like, as far as Christmas movies go, I'll take it. Um... 
I am a big Last Action Hero fan. I think that that movie is criminally underrated. Um, I don't know, but you know, and then I like Twins, but like that's not an action movie. And you know, not a Predator guy. And then Stallone, like, don't even get me started. I think that he is horrible. He's just awful. So really, like, we can wipe him off the board. I don't even know if I like any movies that he's in. Not a big Rocky guy. You know? Either way, like, we got it. Stop. You know, that's my other thoughts on Mr. Balboa. Although I will say, I am an owner of of a DVD version of The Italian Stallion, the retroactively titled adult film starring one Sly Stallone to capitalize on the Rocky movie. Uh, and I will say this, not good. Not enough, there's not, there's, Stallone's not fucking in that movie. It is a big misconception now, I will say, didn't buy the DVD on a solo tip, didn't seek it out, okay? Was with a lady at a used bookstore. There was a copy of it in a lockbox. We're like, should we get it? That would be fun. We got it because that was would be fun, and it was fun, but it wasn't good. So, it, you know, the movie wasn't fun. Fun experience, still got it, good story. That's why I told it. That's why I did it. Here we go, okay? Simple mathematics. They call me Timmy Arithmetic. See, I was just going to say Timmy Arithmetic, but the, it just happened. You know, it's rough. You want to nail all of them. But this is my journalistic integrity. You know what I mean? I leave this stuff in. I do it for the fans. I do it for the people. You know, and then we move on down the list, and it's like, I'm not really into kung fu movies. I'm into kung fu movies. Like, I'm into watching the martial arts and stuff. But the acting is terrible, and the stories are usually incomprehensible, and it's just, like, too much for me. You know what I mean? Like, wh what I'm saying here is, like, where can I watch an action movie front to back and like it all the way through? You know what I mean? It needs to be a good movie as well. Um, and like overuse of CGI will usually throw me because it just makes it even more insane. So I'm especially not like a fast and the furious guy. Um, I mean, especially really just on principle, as I've mentioned before, just the worst titled franchise of all time. I hate it. I hate it so much that I think I know what it is. Like, I think I have it memorized. It's the fast and the furious, too fast, too furious, fast and the furious, Tokyo drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Furious Six, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it just goes back and forth, some dumb shit like that. Like, there's no pattern. Um, obviously, nothing is worse than Now You See Me Too. Dan Harmon has already conquered that rant, but, I mean, we were all thinking it. <laughs> just the biggest layup of all time. Wide open. And you just fucking whip it at the glass and don't even hit rim insane um but yeah i mean the more they, you know what i mean like jason statham guess i haven't given him a chance that's fair uh bond movies they're too big they talk about all the villains like you're supposed to know who they are and they don't provide any backstory and i get it it's like one mission at a time so i guess he wouldn't really know that i mean he should do a little research 
You know what I mean? But either way, they treat it like I'm supposed to know who this guy is. It's like, oh, we're already on the third mission. Like nobody, they never explain anything. You never know. I never know what the fuck's going on. And on a recent Casino Royale rewatch, he literally fails the entire time. He doesn't accomplish one thing. Uh, causes millions and millions of dollars in destructive damage to multiple cities. Like everything about it is just like an atrocity. And then at the end, they're like, good job. He literally like fucked up all of it. The whole thing. Like every single thing they told him not to do and that they didn't want to happen, it all happened. Don't remember that as being the thing. I remember seeing that in the theater being like, oh my God, Bond is back. (laughs) I also saw Die Another Day in the theater though and I thought that that was pretty good. So who knows? I feel like I would prefer the Pierce Brosnan like this shit's wacky and fun version to this Daniel Craig super serious one because then when some dumb shit happens it's like oh well they took that really seriously so that's embarrassing you know at least they could be loose about it now of course I love the Bond Bond I just said Bond the Bourne trilogy see I'm leaving it in artistic integrity uh (laughs) or lack thereof I suppose dumb fuck that's gonna be my new thing I'm gonna do um Gollum talks to myself. I'm going to do one positive, one negative, and sometimes we'll just duke it out and see how it goes. There's no ties on the debate team, motherfucker. I actually don't know if that's true. I just feel like all debate kids are out for blood. <laughs> um, And I say Born Trilogy because the fourth one is ass. I don't know what happened there. And uh, the spinoff one didn't watch it. I hear it's like... Another one of those like Dark Horse favorites. I'm sure that that one's got to be disappointing. Like, there's no way it's better. There's just no way it's better. Um, pretty much you can like just watch Haywire to substitute your fourth born movie, I guess. But uh, that's also still not that good. I did a little Soderbergh weekend. Nothing to note. You know, I only watched two of them. He's got so many movies. I would to do like a Soderbergh episode. I'd have to go off. Um, I didn't even watch the new one either. I was like. Nah, let's watch Magic Mike. That seems like a more before-bed thing than Meryl Streep on a cruise. You know, wasn't trying to go to bed yet. Although, hey, you know, let's not knock that. I'll gladly get on a cruise with Meryl Streep. Make no mistake about it. I will be watching that movie. Anyway. I, uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. We're in the early stages of me refining my guy. I think I'm a Van Damme guy. Now, this is the here's the thing that uh doesn't suit anything that I said. Uh, in that he's a terrible actor. There's no doubt about it. Um and most of his movies aren't good. For that uh, uh or so we're told um so it doesn't really meet the criteria that i'm talking about but the thing is that mm, that's not really a thing that's a rare feat and that's just how it is i mean it's just the way the budgets are the way the scripts are and it's also just not what people are coming for and you know what i mean like you're not getting the a-list editor cinematographer score you're just not it's unfortunate that, for the most part, 
they're all going to be shitty. But, so my thing is, if they're going to be shitty, uh, the action better be sick, right? So what they do do well in the few that I've seen are lack invasive and bad CGI, or good CGI for that matter, I guess. Uh, but it doesn't get in the way, doesn't overshadow the stuff. The, mo- the most important thing is just the guy can fucking fight. That's the point. And, like, in Bloodsport, they made that the movie. They're like, we'll put in, like, 30 lines of dialogue in this whole movie, and then we'll just have these guys fight for real. And the thing is, that movie is technically not good if you're looking at it in terms of a movie. In terms of a fighting movie, though, it's the best. Because what would you rather have in that movie? Great acting and bad fights or bad acting and good fights? You're usually not going to get both. That's almost impossible. Again, got to call Soderbergh for something like that. So it's like, I'll fucking take it. At least, like, that's the whole goal of this movie is to get people to watch these fucking stunts and be like, oh, shit, that's sick. So, like, why not nail that? Now, the reason I bring it up is because over this weekend, I watched the movie Time Cop twice for good measure. And uh, my verdict is this movie is insanely underrated. Now, so I'm only interested because of the time travel element. That's always going to get me. That's a big move. I'm a huge fan of the genre. Uh, There's a good underrated time travel movie called Project Almanac. If you haven't seen it, they basically were like, what if we did Chronicle but about time travel? So I'm also a found footage guy. I think if that can be done well, that's always real nice too. Uh, so yeah, it's Chronicle, but time travel, I think it's better than Chronicle, but that's because I like time travel, uh, but it's definitely underrated regardless, so just a little time travel wreck. So as a fan of that, and then as a fan, you know, of Bloodsport, you know, I was going to watch Universal Soldier to really, like, hammer in the argument, but, uh, it really seemed like I was going to hate that movie, so... (laughs) Just didn't want to do that, so, you know, we could maintain this theory for fun. Because really the theory is just centered around Time Cop anyway. And let me just say, like, I could not have been more surprised and shocked in every way. Because from everything that I read, okay, I read that he was terrible, that basically just the movie was bad. Like, most reviews were terrible. They said that the plot was really stupid, and if you thought about it for a second, it all fell apart. So I'm like, oh, God, terrible time travel, um, continuity issues, or just like, you know what I mean? They they did uh, a lame job of distinguishing when someone travels in time, where it's just like, oh, look. It's 10 years ago, but everything looks the same. You know, you know, just some lazy things like that is what I expected. And, like, I'm not kidding when I say that, like, the opening shot and scene was insane. It looked like, like, this movie was shot with a lot of scope and ambition. And it was, like, really made to be, like, really big and, like, blockbuster style. It reminded me a lot of, like... I don't know, like Tim Burton's Batman almost, but that movie kind of feels claustrophobic, almost like 
almost like the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, which kind of makes sense because Raimi was a producer on this. It seems like he kind of understood the comic book adaptation and how it should be like a big blockbuster movie. Um, I don't know. It's really hard to explain, but it's really well shot. Like I'll say that 100% on like a nice wide screen like hd as fuck like it looks dope i was expecting like grainy shit quality film like i was expecting everything about it to like really suck you know um especially because it was 94 the budget was only like 25 million dollars or something something small so i'm like okay well like how much time travel could this have now also there was less cgi at the time it was just like jurassic park and the terminator um, but, like, the thing was to do, like, a big, you know, big set pieces, a la Batman, as I just mentioned. Or, like, think about, like, the way that they tried to do Blunt Man and Chronic in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Like, just, like, big sets. That was, like, the key to a comic book adaptation, which this technically was. I don't think I mentioned. Uh, but either way, like, that's just, like, that was how the style of this was, the way big, like, adaptations were shot always, big franchise movies, pre-Marvel CGI revolution. Um, But look, I mean, here's the thing. Okay, so, first of all, Van Damme, not great, but not, like, horrific. They don't have to overdub him a bunch, like in Bloodsport and I'm sure multiple other movies he's been in. They address that he has bad English right at the beginning, like right away. His wife does. Who, by the way, his wife is the girlfriend in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, who has to be every young boy who's seen that movie's all-time crush. You know what I mean? You're 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 just like wow. Like I can't wait until I get to high school and have a nice, beautiful girlfriend like that. Oh, the disappointment. You know what I mean? Girls want to talk about how Disney is underselling them. You really think there's going to be a prince? No, but there might be a cute girl in high school. Guess what? There isn't. Not for you. You're just a regular guy. You're no Matthew Broderick. We all wish we could be Matthew Broderick. Uh, But yeah, you know, good to see her. I now have only seen her in two things. Uh, nudity, they fuck like dogs right away, right at the beginning. Love that. Um, if someone had told me in my youth that I could see the girl from Ferris Bueller nude in Time Cop, I would have watched Time Cop fucking 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> not literally. I would have been five. Uh, I didn't get into Ferris Bueller until I was like maybe eight. So give me a nine-year-old me, time cop, game over. Because here's the thing. I, I I remember that time. There used to be a time when nudity in movies was sick because you couldn't just go watch porn at any time. So it was like, I hope there's a big fuck scene in this movie so I can see some titties. You know, because I'm just a, a small boy. You know, I don't have access to this. This isn't in my wheelhouse. This isn't going to be happening in any future moments. Um, so let's put on some Kurt Russell flicks and see what happens. 
and then you see it now. But like now, when I see that shit happen in a movie, I'm just like, what the fuck were they thinking? Why is this even here? Um, you know, you just got to remember. There was no Pornhub. You had to go in your dad's closet or, uh, you know, defraud the cable company. <laughs> we, you know, there was uh, there was limited options. So instead you could watch Time Cop. And also, let me just say, Jean-Claude Van Damme, what a beautiful physique on that man. Let's not make this misogynistic. I mean, who had the better ass in that scene? I would say JCVD, hands down. Now, I will say, this movie's pretty, like, slender, so I don't know if they either, like, had to cut a lot or that this was a choice, but it's really just bare bones, which I kind of like. I mean, they didn't put in lame filler scenes that you wouldn't want to see, because I will say that usually is a detriment in action movies. There's, like, one extra relationship too many, and it's like, dude, can we just get to the shit? You know what I mean? None of this matters either way. So they kind of avoid that because the scene where the scenes where he's talking to his wife are pretty brutal anyway. They're like in two different movies, the level that they're acting on. I will say there's no chemistry there really at all. It's pretty weird. It's almost like Tommy Wiseau-ish. Um, and I think that that just comes from both guys being very unable to act. Uh, again, which is fine. You know, it, it's all passable and whatever. Um, but they, I mean, they blow up his fucking house, like, right at the beginning. A bunch of crazy shit just happens right away, and it is just not at all what I'm expecting it to be. Uh, they limit the time travel, and they limit the special effects, which is the big thing. Uh, I thought that this movie was going to be just filled with a bunch of shitty effects, and it wasn't. There was hardly any. They were used very subtly. They were used very well. The antagonist is like a scumbag senator trying to become president. It's like relevant. He's like, you know, fuck the rich or fuck the poor people. I'm rich. Who gives a fuck about you? It's like pretty sick. <laughs> He's a slimy villain. He's really good. He's just killing everybody. Um, and again, the only thing is just like it's all cut pretty quick. So um, not a lot of character building going on because there's basically none. Um, but having said that, you kind of get the feel for who's who and what they're like. I mean, I will say he's given a partner from internal affairs who like turns on him and then he just like forgives her like really quickly and really easily. But I mean, she gets murdered <laughs> anyway. So it's kind of like whatever, I guess she kind of got what she had coming to her in that sense. Um, but their dynamic is weird and kind of lame because they go from being like, he's like, totally against her and then he's just like fine with it and then they're like friends and then he like betrays her and he's like shocked but then he like you know that relationship is just pretty flawed but either way you can just kind of roll with it because he has a goal to accomplish um and i mean he does like forget that his wife would still be alive when he goes back in time because they blow her up he's like oh because he mentions that he could go back in time and save her, but, like, the rules don't allow it, so he's mad. But then he actually goes back in time and then just realizes she's alive. Like, it would have been on his mind already, but I get it. They needed to reveal that she was pregnant for the thing. Uh, look, it's good. This is all I'm trying to say. You should watch it. It's super underrated as both an action movie and as a time travel sci-fi movie. 
It's good as both. I think it could be rebooted today if somebody, you know, if Denis <laughs> wraps up Dune 2, wants to knock out Time Cop, I think that would be fucking unreal. But, you know, whoever. I'd be okay with it. A lot of reboots could happen. I... So the the main thing that I read was that the time travel logic was flawed. Okay, so I'm going to explain the basics of it, of like well, their method, and then explain why I don't get the criticism. Okay? So, okay, you can go backwards in time, but you cannot go forwards. But there's a button that returns you to your current time. So they're like, oh, well, that's going forward. It's like, no, it's not. Because they make it clear you're, like, returning to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you're catching up with yourself and you are now one. Because the thing is, like, when you go back in time, you can see yourself and you can't, like, touch yourself. But when you hit the return button, you are returning. So you are merging reality back together. I don't understand what the critics don't understand about that. I think that that's pretty clear, especially because when he comes back at the end, he now is a kid, but there's not two of him. There's never two of anybody when they come back. I think that they make that pretty clear. Um, And the thing of, like, someone being there will always be a thing. Like, whether you can see yourself in the past or not. That is just not a thing that makes any sense, period. You know, like, if you want to come... I just think that the logic of this movie was shat on because they're like Van Damme's in it, so it's bad. Like, I think it was all just prejudice of, like, there's no way that this movie will be good. Because the reason I watched this twice was to make sure I wasn't just, like, being stupid and, like, missing some very clear thing. But everything is kind of explained and taken care of. Um... And they do cool things like that where they're like in the same scene as each other a la Back to the Future and Back to the Future 2 where it's like, oh, remember this? Well, now we're going to get it from this angle and see that there was this guy here and blah, 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 blah. And like I said, it's cut pretty thin. So like unless you're like really paying attention and like uh, connecting the dots and like remembering exactly what happened, some of it almost seems disjointed. But actually, they just, like, didn't put any filler dialogue to explain this stuff. The only filler dialogue explains things that already happened they didn't even film. You know? But they, like, just put all the right amount of stuff in that it's still, like, a complete movie. I really... (laughs) Look. I would admit it. I don't know. And, like, all the fight scenes are great. You know, he's kicking ass. And, like, they do cool time travel stuff. They go to the 20s. They go to the 1800s. But then it's just 90s versus 2004. They don't do that much to make 2004 that futuristic, although the time travel stuff looks insanely futuristic for a 10-year gap, but you're talking about time travel. So it's like, I guess this stuff could look crazy different. Now, Van Damme only ages because he grows a mullet, which is like reverse culture aging. If anything, he would have the mullet in 94, and in 04, he wouldn't. But I get it. He's like a hardened future cop whose wife's dead. So, like, it's all pass. All my little nitpicks are passable. The only thing that I don't like is that the house gets blown up again at the end, but then he still goes to the future, and then it's the same house. Like, they rebuilt the exact same house 
Like, listen, I suppose if you're in D.C., it's a historical house. Like, it's plausible that they could recreate the exact same house. If that's what you really, really wanted, maybe you really, really loved that house. Like, I guess you could say all that, but I don't know. Maybe at the beginning, show their neighbor's house and pan to their house, but show that that house is for sale. Right? Just real quick. And then, you know, 15, 10 minutes later, however soon into the movie it is, blow it up. Right? And then it'll still be that house the whole movie. And then at the end, pan back over after it blows up. And then they live in that house. Real easy, real quick. You know? I don't know. Um, But a bunch of reviews I read that were like from the time were just like, yeah, if you think about this movie for a second, it's fucking falls apart. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, it's time travel. Like, it's made up. You know what I mean? You have to abide by the rules that are set place in the movie, and the rules in this movie aren't that... Like, I guess if your thing is just, like, the return button thing makes it stupid, then I guess there's nothing we can do about it. But, like, technically, the Terminator is the only, like, solid logic. It's like, you can go back, and then that's it. You're fucked. That's where you live. So it's like, okay, well, I guess that that's a pretty reasonable logic. We can kind of believe that. Um, Because the thing in this movie was that ripples can get created a la the butterfly effect. So you all know what that means. And one of the counter arguments was like, well, how do you know if you're already in the correct reality? It's like, yeah, that's what they created the time enforcement thing for. Like, it's all pretty clear. You know what I mean? It's like uh, your review is the thing that has plot holes in it. You're just bashing on this. You didn't even pay attention. I mean, like, if you want to be real, okay, like, Back to the Future has issues in its time continuity, if if you must, you know? And, like, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies got a fucking tattoo on my thigh. Ugh. Does that make is that, did I just I have a gay friend? <laughs> did I just black friend back to the future? Like, oh well I have a tattoo, so I must know about it. No, that doesn't mean anything. I retract that. That was whack. <laughs> uh but I love it. That was just a sign. Like I love it that much. I've seen it a lot of times. Thought about this a lot. Trying to find like the holy fuck issue that throws it off. And it's the, the same one I always come back to every time with Back to the Future. That is, it's a gaping plot hole that they just can't talk about. And the movie conveniently ignores the issue. Like, it's written into the movie to ignore it. But when he comes back, right, after the lightning thing. Now, there could be other ones that I'm, you know, not referencing that I might not even know about. But he gets back, and the car stalls, right? But his goal was to just drive to the mall. He's like, I'll get back 15 minutes early. Now, that's dumb, right? But he's a teenage kid. You'd believe that that would be true. He could do, like, two and a half hours and, like, really just avoid the entire conflict. And, like, when Doc's on the phone, just be like, you know what I mean? He should have just come back to when he was in bed. Anyway. uh, So those are the two issues in and of itself right there. There's two of them in present time. 
Um, there are two Martys and there are two cars when he comes back because then he watches the scene from the he, well he runs up to it as it happens. So he watches himself get in the car and go back in time. The other car is still there. It just died because well they had previous like they wrote it in. It's not like it happened out of nowhere, so that was smart. Um, but it just dies, and he leaves it in the middle of the town, at the downtown, the square thing, whatever, by the clock tower. Um, please explain to me how there are two cars. Like, instantly. The car duplicated. That's a problem. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So you can just make as many as you want of these, just go back every two seconds? You know? The only reason that you don't see two cars at once is because he couldn't drive it over there. Because that would make no sense. So they had to write out that the, they had to write it in that the car dies. It's convenient for the story, but if you think about that for one second, it all falls apart. There's also two Martys. Like, what were to happen if his plan worked and he drove all the way to the mall, the car doesn't die, and he prevents Doc's murder? He could then prevent himself from going back in time. Now there are two Martys and two cars. Now, I suppose they could just vanish, a la Marty was going to vanish from not coming into existence, but now there would just be two duplicates, a la the Prestige, right? So if, like, one car vanishes, I guess that's whatever, but then if one Marty vanishes, that's, like, a weird existential question, you know? So, and also just goes, like, almost beyond sci-fi, Whereas the cool thing about in Time Cop, when two guys touched, now it was a pretty shitty scene how they, like, made it happen, but he, like, m- fucking morphed into himself and, like, imploded. It was crazy. But, so I'm just saying, like, that that last part of Back to the Future, like, it, it always bothers me because I've seen it so many times that I just think about it too much. But that's a real thing. You know what I mean? So you're going to act like the the point that I'm trying to make is not that that movie is bad because it's certainly not and Time Cop is certainly not better than it. Um, nor is its method of time travel, amount of time travel, anything about it, really, like on no level, just the tit factor. But, you know, R rated movie, it's got the advantage and uh, <laughs> Van Damme's sweet ass. Uh, but the point that I'm trying to make is, it's fucking time travel. It's all made up. The logic can only be dictated by what is given. And there's probably going to be some fucking errors with it because, again, it is made up, but also doesn't make any fucking sense. So you get to pick the level of how fucking absurd you want to do it. Now, I'm sure that, they're, like, you know what I mean? There's ways where you can make it stupid and, like, not even watchable where, like, you just completely fuck up. But I do not think that Time Cop did that. I think, if anything, Back to the Future, by forcing its hand on making things more complicated, as it did in the second one, I think it does a better job of navigating it in the second one, where he is then duplicated in the 50s, watching the first movie happen again, where he, like, intentionally can't interact with himself, and they acknowledge that, but it's still flawed just in its presence, you know? But that's okay. I just don't like 
that there is some weird stigma towards Time Cop having shitty logic. I just don't think that's the case. I would love, you know, maybe I'm just missing something. I don't know. Either way, if that means more people are going to watch this and we can get a little chat going, you know. What if we bring it back single-handedly? That would be fun. I mean, it made $100 million, you know. Where's the fucking around? Just watch it. That's all I'm saying. It's definitely way better than you think. And, I mean, just that is huge. If you want to watch a good movie from the 90s, also, only two ninety nine to rent on YouTube. Most movies are $4. That's that's how little people want to watch it. That's how little respect this movie gets. Um, and that's how little respect Van Damme gets, and I'm upset about that. Because I think he's my new guy. And I'm going to try to watch more Van Damme flicks. Okay? So... Everybody just let that sink in. Go fucking watch Time Cop. And uh, you tell me about time travel logic. You're so fucking smart. Oh, I'm a physicist. I don't care. That doesn't mean anything. Physics are fucking fake, bro. (sighs) But look, it's time. Let's just be real. Let's close this one out uh, with everybody's favorite segment. Sports Corner. (laughs) That was my sound effect for it. I need to get uh, like a referee's whistle. And I'll just blow into that every time. I need to get the Deion Sanders fucking gold whistle. That was the hardest bling I've ever seen. Honestly. Like he had like a Cuban link like rope chain. Maybe it was more of like a link straight up like it was more like chain links but they were gold and they were thick that it was almost like rope (laughs) and it had a gold whistle on the end because he's fucking the head coach of life let alone jackson state anyway give me a whistle (laughs) all i just really want to say is that look for one weekend the Chicago Bears made the right decision. Just this one weekend, uh, Trubisky outshined Deshaun Watson. And here's the thing. Uh, the franchises, as far as that goes, it seems even, Trubisky or Watson, right? And it just goes to show how fucking bad the Texans are and how good the Bears should be. To where if they swapped, the Texans would have a way worse record over the course and the Bears would probably have won the Super Bowl because the talent gap between the two quarterbacks is so insane and the Bears go ahead and show their competency again. And it's annoying because you finally get to see what all the fans have seen. That's how that's how good the team could be all the time. It's what we were so high on two years ago. And, look, he's just not better. Just, like, if you watch him play, he's not good. (laughs) You know what I mean? It is just, like, if you look at the highlights and you look at the stats, he looks fine. If you look at his career stats, he still doesn't seem like he's that bad. And his record. It's like, why would they get rid of him? He can't play. He straight up can't play. And it's like, you know what I mean? You watch the Lions move the ball. 
And I mean, we fu- and he cost us the Lions game. Everybody's like, oh, he played well. He literally cost us the game. He's the reason we lost. He fumbled at the end and gave it up and then couldn't do anything to take the lead. Like, he fucked everything up. He deserves no credit for them, quote, playing well. I would rather win than play well if playing well somehow means losing. You know what I mean? <sighs> Look, it's just sad. Because watch, are they going to uh, just lose to the Vikings and like let it be over, I guess, but like then they're going to beat the Vikings. And then when they play like the Jags, it's like, we should beat the Jags. And then it's like, oh my God, the Bears are 8-7. and seven. We're going to play the Packers last game of the year. And they'll probably play Aaron Rodgers in the first half. Here's the thing, like if they're clenched number one seed, Maybe they sit, and maybe we have a chance just so they can play us and beat us. Who knows? I, we just can't beat the Packers. I think we lose if they play Jordan Love. We, they, we lose if they play a fucking Aaron Jones at quarterback. You know what I mean? The Bears just... Or they'll end up 9-7. and seven. That's what'll happen, and 10-6 and six will have been the record we needed to get us in. And then any of those losses is going to feel like a fucking dagger. Just like 2018 where we should have got a bye. It's just like no matter what the outcome is, it's like how good could it be? You know, because now that they won this game, they I don't want them to go 6-10 and because I don't want them to lose to the Vikings. That would be awful. And then they can't lose to the Jags. That would be embarrassing. And it's just like we're right there. We're still right there. They're showing that they're right there. If we had Tariq Cohen, you know, this season would be a little bit better, but they just did nothing to get the offensive line ready at any point, and it is like a dagger in the heart. So I'm just going to move on. Sports Corner is really just NFL talk and really just Bears sad guy stuff. But... Let's go division by division. We'll kind of, I'll kind of see where I was from prediction to reality. At this point, now that we have just three games left on the year, we're getting pretty close to the playoffs. Very excited. Quickly, AFC East, Buffalo in first. I think I had them. I did have them winning the division. I had the Patriots making the wild card, I believe, in second, or I might have had that flipped. Uh, but either way, the Pats are not going to make the playoffs. They, like the Bears, fucked up when they finally had their chance. Uh, I mean, really, they should have beat the Texans. And that would have made a big difference. They should have beat the Bills. They should have beat the Broncos. They just kept fucking up. Uh, and then the Rams, they couldn't fuck up, and they fucked up. It's too late. They could win out. Probably won't matter. AFC's too tough. So fuck that up. That's my AFC team. So I'm sad that both of my teams have the same record. They both suck, and it's it's uh, it doesn't make sense, you know. To me, it just seems like they're they're closer, but I guess they're not. Uh, Miami, I don't think is for real. I don't think they stand a chance. I don't think Tua can do it, not yet. You know, they should have stayed with Fitzy. Not that they would have beat the Chiefs. I mean, he fucking guy is one of the worst games of his career. Throws three picks. He still fucking dominates. It's insane. <sighs> Mahomes makes me the saddest. Pittsburgh frauds. And they definitely can't beat anybody now. And by I mean in the playoffs, like they're they're not. 
a threat, I don't think, uh, after getting destroyed by the Bills like that. I'm sorry. And I just feel like Roethlisberger just doesn't have it. You know, the offense got him there once, the Santonio Holmes thing. Not that their defense wasn't incredible, but uh, he's just not. It, it's just not. It just doesn't seem right. Cleveland doesn't stand a chance either. Although that running back running back combo is so elite and dangerous, they have like they're both like top seven running backs. They should run him. They should give Chubb twenty five carries and Hunt twenty carries every game, no matter what. <laughs> uh, but I mean they're pretty much in. They would have to fucking lose out somehow. They might lose tonight. Wouldn't surprise me just because they're fucking idiots. You know, get Baltimore out of there. Just end it. I don't think Baltimore is good. They clearly can't throw, and they did nothing to, like, reinvigorate their inventiveness, so everybody just kind of knows what they're going to do. Uh, not a good look, Baltimore. Really lazy job. Uh, Tennessee, the one thing I seem to have gotten right the most was that they would take a leap, and Derrick Henry is a god. There's really nothing else I can say. Indy, they should get Carson Wentz. I think that would be a good rehab project, but that money, I don't know. you got to make Philly eat it somehow, but... I mean, Philip Rivers this isn't the answer. It's just it bothers me that that team is that good and they don't have a real quarterback scenario. Because either way, like, what are they going to do? Win the Super Bowl this year and then the team's over? I don't know. Again, I don't know. I'm just a big Jacoby Brissett fan. What can I say? Uh, and then I think I I had Houston making the playoffs or maybe winning the division. No, I had them making the playoffs though, and not Indy. So. Fuck that up. Turns out uh, DeAndre Hopkins really matters, huh? Uh, Casey, they're the only ones making it. What can you say in that division? East, again, Washington. The defense and not turning it over thing is real. And they're still they're turning it over. And the defense is still that good that they're just winning. And the Giants also have no offense at all. It's frightening how bad they are. So I'm going to continue my thoughts with Washington keeping it uh Eagles should have went with Hurts sooner I don't know how you don't it is just painful to watch them they're so bad and it's like apparently they're not sure if they're gonna go with Jalen Hurts again it's like dude you just won after getting like literally you could just be like it'll be like third and 14 because once through an incompletion then got sacked and you're like, he's going to fuck this up. And then he either throws it right to a defender or gets sacked again. It's like, watching the Eagles with Carson Wentz is worse than watching the Bears with anybody. Like, how could you even be considered? I get it because of the money, but it's like, isn't the point to win? You know? Like, why don't you just put it like this? We're paying $40 million combined for our quarterback situation. <laughs> you know? Just because most of it's going to Wentz doesn't mean he should play. You're paying him to fucking lose your team games. You know what I mean? Technically, it's more worth his salary if he's on the bench because then you guys have a fucking chance. Anyway. Poor Dallas. Their defense is so bad. Mike McCarthy conned Jerry Jones. Good for him. You know, it's hard to get away with cons unless you're the president nowadays. There's just too many cameras and stuff. <laughs> too much computer tech. Um, but yeah, that's rough. 
And also, you know, poor Dak. Uh, our division, I mean, come on, obviously. <sighs> Look, Tampa. I keep thinking Tom Brady's, like, going to turn it on. I'm hoping it happens in the playoffs, but I could also easily see them just going three and out on the first three possessions of their playoff game and their defense giving up two touchdowns and a field goal and then the game pretty much being over. Because they can never seem to be on the same page in the first quarter. Or they are right away and they light people up. Uh, But either way, all of their losses are like, quote, uh, well, they're not good losses. They got blown up by the Saints, but... They've only lost to really good teams, which is both a good sign for your wins, but, I mean, you're going to have to beat somebody in the playoffs. Brady can do it. I think, I don't know. I still think they can make a run. I, w- I, also, I also would just love it, honestly, if he just got a seventh first try with another team. Like, fuck y'all. I just think that would be the best-case scenario for football. Because it's just like, I don't want to watch the Chiefs win again. You know, it's literally like uh, like the Chiefs are so amazing to watch, but I can't root for them because of the Mahomes Trubisky thing. Uh, and also really just because the only reason I was cool with the Patriots winning why I like Tom Brady again. I've told the story. I liked him when I was a kid. It just worked out and they became my AFC favorite team. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, uh, I would totally, like, I'd be down if there was a scenario where I could end up living in Kansas City because I like it so much there, and then I'll just be like, I'll adopt them. That's, I've been honestly fantasizing about that. Just being like, yeah, well, I live in Kansas City now. Big Chiefs fan. Then I could just watch them win and win and win. (laughs) It's like a fucking dream come true. Anyway. It's just like, the Rams... I don't want to like him because I know Goff can't. He doesn't have it. He's, like, good enough to get by, but he doesn't have it. He's not going to win them any games. So it's like if he plays against any quarterback that wins games, it's like they're going to lose. You know? So I just don't see it. Unless, like, you know what I mean? The defense would have to bail them out on the last possession. That's, like, the only way that would ever work out. So I don't know. I just don't buy the Rams as a Super Bowl contender. I think realistically right now only Tennessee, and I mean Indy's been coming on. I think Tennessee, Indy, or even uh, really just Tennessee or Buffalo just because I think the offenses can keep up could beat Kansas City. But I think Indy has a chance because the defense is good. Miami showed that they like could possibly do it. And I think under the right circumstances Cleveland could, but I don't know. It really just seems like the Chiefs are coming out of the AFC. And the NFC, who fucking knows? Like, I could see Washington winning a game now that they beat Pittsburgh. Again, not that Pittsburgh is, like, amazing anymore in anyone's eyes, or if they ever were. I don't know. It's just like if the Packers... I think the Packers will probably make it. Because I just don't think the Saints have... They don't have a quarterback. I don't think Drew Brees is going to be able to win a playoff game. He just can't throw. I think if you really game plan against the Saints, you could beat him when it's do or die. Uh, But I don't see the Packers beating the Chiefs, so that's going to be rough. So I'm going to go late season pick with three games left just to make it bold. I want to do it early. 
and then I'll because I'm gonna redo my playoff picks when the time comes. Uh the week motherfucking fourteen before week fourteen even ends. Super Bowl prediction. Rare. <laughs> Chiefs Bucks. Went bold. So remember that. Well, drag that out way longer than I intended to, but that's fine. Look, watch Time Cop. There was something else I wanted to say wanted to say on here, but I don't think I'm gonna remember, so that's okay. Uh once again, check out the fucking merch store, rfat.bigcartel.com. Uh Linktree slash rfat, adam.rfat on Instagram. Uh, you know, our fat audio podcast network, microwave minutes. Just check all the shit out. Uh, it's all linked right below. Uh, hope you like it or don't, I don't care. Hope you buy it. Give me money, whether you like it or not. <laughs> uh, that's the American way. All right. I'm going to get out of here. We'll talk next week about God knows what. And, uh, yeah, just remember, I are fat, you are fat, we are fat. Calculator.